All right, here we go. Welcome, everyone. Let's start with a prayer. So if you'd like to place your hand on your heart, take a nice full breath in and out. Giving ourselves that moment to arrive into this gift of a time together, this beautiful blessing to be in community with loving, kind, like-minded beings, to be opening ourselves to further insights and awareness, to use the, the gift and the blessing of our, of our minds and our hearts, our ability to communicate. And so we open ourselves to all potential expansion here through our conversation through our discussions, knowing the power of this joining when it's intended for healing and expansion, that's what we will receive. And so we invite in all the guides, the angels, all the loving beings to surround us, support us, be right there with us, blessing our entire community. May this conversation be of service to others, to ourselves, to the light. We bless our beloved teacher and leader, Jennifer Hadley, her ministry, everyone who works with her, just blessing our whole community. And we just allow this time to flow perfectly, easefully, gracefully, joyfully. And so it will, and so it is. Amen. Great. Well, good to see all of you. I'll do my normal spiel and uh, we'll review the questions that were sent out. And it's okay if you didn't have time to prepare because you can share whatever you'd like in your group. Look at this hearty group of guys today. This is solid. Cool. All right. Sorry, I had to say that. Okay. All right. Here's our topic. So from last week's class on the guilt and shame of waste. And so we just did this today in our Ascension Pathway class. We just did this writing today. So they, well, it was discussed. The following questions were discussed. Um, these four prompts, I feel guilty when I waste. What? It's wasteful for me to. I feel ashamed about wasting. And I think I'm being punished by something. So in your groups, if you want to, if you hadn't had a chance to do this writing, you might just kind of share your answers to these. Or you could share if you did the writing, if you had further reflection or anything from it, or whatever you'd like to talk about regarding waste, guilt, shame, punishment. So I'll grab these, put them in the chat for you. Here we go. Okay, so that's that. And I'll pause the recording and then we'll go. Okay, you're back. And 
Your time to share. How did that feel? What came up? Anything helpful? Anything uncomfortable? Insights, things that you learn from other people's shares, whatever you'd like. Oh, yeah. Go for it, Anand. All right. I, I, yeah, can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. So, yeah, our group was really, uh, it was really, uh, we had a really good session, the three of us, and apparently we all enjoy laughing a lot. So that was like an awesome time that we had. And uh, so we just made a lot of jokes about things. But the, um, I think uh, a lot of us sort of uh, agreed upon one major topic of wasting, uh, which was time. And that came up. I'm sure maybe other people talked about that as well. Uh, just the idea of wasting time. And so we had a lot of discussions about time and that kind of thing. And then we, uh, we all pulled out various quotations from A Course in Miracles that referenced time. And one of them, the first one we talked about was from um, chapter one, section five, paragraph two, which says that time can waste as well as be wasted. And so it's basically Jesus saying that um, make use of your time in a miraculous way, in a loving way, because I basically, and what I said basically in the session, the thing that came up was that I used to think to myself, well, you know, it doesn't matter about time at all because we're eternal. And, you know, if I live forever and if I reincarnate, then who cares about anything? Like I can spend as much or waste time or this or that or whatever. And then after I read A Course in Miracles, anytime I had this particular thought about how, you know, and not, not that it isn't okay. Like everything's okay. I, I don't feel like, I'm not trying to say I feel guilty about anything. I'm not. I really am not. But whenever I had this thought in my mind later about like, yeah, it's totally cool that I totally like just spent a day. I spent like two weeks not doing any spiritual whatever. And I mean, it is okay. But I had always this quotation, Jesus would pop into my head and be like, time can be wasted as well as be wasted. And I'm like, oh, okay. So um, so that was something that came up was that idea. And then Penelope said she she brilliantly pulled out this other quote. So apparently Holy Spirit was just like right in us, like just being like, hey, here's quotes to like, you know, direct quotation. So um, principle number 15 from the miracle section, like principles of miracles, uh, Penelope uh, said, why don't you read that, you know, principle number 15. So uh, we read it, and it says, each day should be devoted to miracles. The purpose of time is to enable you to learn how to use time constructively. It is thus a teaching device and a means to an end. Time will cease or time will end when it is no longer useful in facilitating learning. So I think we were all just sort of blown away by Holy Spirit sort of coming through with these very specific quotations that we somehow remembered. And uh, so that was one thing. And then we did talk about wasting food, the idea of wasting food. That was something that came up um, that, you know, my wife and I, we, we always end up wanting to, you know, instead of going out to eat, we're like, let's, you know, we're, we're going to cook now. And so we go to the grocery store and then I'm like picking up all these vegetables and this and that, because I'm going to cook all healthy and all this and that. And then we come home, we stock the fridge and a couple weeks go by and boom, like half of it 
and that's like a low estimate. <laughs> a lot of it has gone bad, and it's, it just needs to be thrown away. We need to clean up the fridge. And so it's like a dilemma. It's like on one hand, it's like, well, we are trying to make a difference. We are trying to change our habits by eating at home and not eating out for money and for health. And it's going to take time for us to, you know, get the habits of cooking and to do it and to learn and to make ourselves do it or whatever. But at the same time, when we don't do it, then there's just this old food. And then we start again because it's like we can't buy more food for the fridge until we clean it out. So it's a bunch of throwing away a bunch of food. So my wife freaks out every time. She's like, I hate wasting food. I hate wasting food. And then I'm like, I, in my mind, I don't tell her this because I just don't want to fight about it because we just do it. We just clean the fridge. But um, I think to myself, like, you know, the food's dead. Like, even though we're, quote, unquote, wasting it, isn't it already wasted when it's in the grocery store? Technically, unless, like, it's already dead. Like, whatever it is that you've bought at the grocery store, it's, it's not on the plant and the animal is not alive. Like, all the slaughtering has been done. It's over. If I throw it away in my fridge, the, it's not going to bring the animal back to life. It's not going to bring the plant back to life. So that's my sort of way of dealing with that thing. So I just, I let it go. I'm like, whatever, you know. Yeah, we lost some money. And it's a time again. We wasted time making the money. And now we have to waste more time making money so that we don't have to throw away all this food, you know. So there's all these funny links between time and wasting and whatnot and food and this, that's how I deal with the, with the food issue. And we are getting better at cooking and things and not waste, not wasting the food. And then the final conclusion is so that I will wrap this up and stop speaking is that, um, that ultimately um, I, we came to the conclusion that, you know, this world full of time and materials and this body are all temporary anyway. They're all going to go back to nothing. So technically, we're not really wasting anything ever, you know? Like, what about a developer who keeps building all these houses and tearing down trees? Like, I don't feel bad about him, but I feel bad about mowing the lawn in the backyard because of some grass clippings. I mean, I guess it's the same thing. I sh maybe I should feel bad about mowing the lawn. I don't know. But at the end of the day, the grass grows and it dies eventually. And everything grows and dies physically. But the consciousness never does. So as long as I'm associated with my consciousness or with my awareness, the love, God, that mind, then that's all that, that's where Jesus is saying, focus your time on that. And then you have used time constructively. If you're loving, if you're not attacking, if you get into that space, then yes, your time is being used constructively. Other than that, everything is meaningless. Now that's my end of it. That's my little opinion. I'm done. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for starting us. Who would like to add something? You should thank Phil. He said when, we, when we're done, when we return to the call, you must jump in and discuss everything because he liked what I was saying. And so did cool. So I volunteered. I've done my job. Thank you. Thank you for your service. You're welcome. And I'm out. Signing off. Thank you.
Feel free to add something. Feel free to jump in. I think I say so much stuff that I end up like completely shutting everybody's mind down. So they're listening. Now they're shifting their gears. Okay. Thank you, Angela. I needed that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're no, right. you're right. They're shifting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're listening. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. What's going through my mind is, because I said to Anand, because he was apologizing on our call for talking too much and etc etc and we said no that was great is it's 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 all an illusion and whatever i choose to think of this illusion is whatever i choose and i can either choose to feel guilty or i can choose to feel loving or whatever it might be i'm choosing um and it's it's kind of like that balance between caring enough to do something to make the planet a better place for everybody. So to make it a loving place for everybody. And that kind of balance between drawing the line between my responses in terms of, I mean, one of the things I brought up was I don't like wasting food and I always endeavor to use every bit of food in the fridge I hate. And, and sometimes, yeah, it goes off before I have a chance to use it. It's, it's not a lot, but it does. And I don't like to waste it. And yeah, there is, there's kind of like a, with everything in life, it feels like there's a, there's a fine line, there's an infinite line where we can go one of two directions. And I'm going to stop there because I don't know if I'm making any sense. Don't, you know, I've learned just keep talking. You'll find your way through it. But I agree. I'm with you. I'll just add quickly because in my group we talked about this today and I talked about how I feel inspired to live a zero waste lifestyle and I've been playing with it. I compost all the food scraps. Um, I drive my compost 30 minutes to someone's garden area every week, but I walk her dog every week. So it's like, works out really nice. But um, I was getting annoyed with certain things and it's like, but that's my choice to get annoyed or to stay loving about it, not to make so much meaning about it. And what Jennifer said in response to me today was, don't forget that the planet is infinite and it's perfect and it, it can heal itself too. So like we could get all like driven to do things by, we're ruining the planet and it's gonna explode and we screwed it up and we're bad and wrong and we're guilty for all this stuff happening. Um, but that's a lack of trust that the planet is capable of healing. So anyway, I like how Anand, you gave a little new perspective, like not like the food is dead. It wasn't to give yourself an excuse, but it's like, why go into the guilt? To me, you, you gave yourself a way of viewing it because what, what good does adding more guilt to the planet do? What's the, what's the higher so that's what I'll say. But I was with you, Penelope. And over the years, I've learned just let it flow out of your mouth. It'll it'll end up 
making sense. <laughs> Don't worry. Well, it's funny we talked about food and guilt today because I went to eat out and I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah, some popcorn that my friend gave me that was not really so good. And so she she passed it on to me. And I'm like, I said, I'm not sure I'm going to eat it because it's a little stale, you know. And then I'm in the car. I'm trying to pick out a few little pieces that look like they may be better, fresher. And my husband is like, what are you doing? I thought you were going to throw this away. I said, yeah, I know, but I feel guilty. <laughs> and then I actually thought about it. And I said, well, you know what? My mom would always, I mean, she had that. That was a big deal. If nobody's going to eat a food that's been there for five days, she's not going to throw it away. She's going to devote herself to it because she's not wasting food. So I had that in me <laughs> following my mom for a long time. And then finally I said, this is ridiculous. And of course I threw the rest of it away, you know, but yeah, it's all about the guilt and, you know, all the other old beliefs that have been ingrained in us, you know, from who knows when. And yeah, I appreciated what Anand said about, you know, and everything is, I mean, even us, if we think about it, that, you know, if you believe in the idea of reincarnation and whatever, we are being recycled. Because my mom, even my mom, she said, where do all these people go? You know, like, cause she's always wondering. She's still wondering about the dead, you know. And she can't get over all the people that, that have died. And she's like, she's thinking about them all the time. And I... I think, yeah, I, this guilty is like a useless emotion. I read that somewhere, and I, it took me quite a few years to really receive it. And that's another thing in our group. We were more talking in terms of personal growth over the years with Jennifer and how we're not really feeling guilty that much anymore. I mean, you know, even though I said I felt guilty about the popcorn, it was kind of superficial. It wasn't like a big guilt, you know. And it took time to work on this, but I knew that sentence long time ago about guilt being a useless emotion and I knew it really robbed me of a lot of years of peace but um yeah receiving came through also learning to receive the love from God from spirit because unless you're open to really be filled with that you know how do you share it you know with others so so some of that's some of what came up with us to have to take care of ourselves and love ourselves enough to be able to be of service, sort of. <clears throat> Thank you, Kareem. Anyone else have a thought, something to add? Well, I, I thought of something. Um, Something really interesting uh, about the whole food thing is that two things. Uh, number one is a little bit of humor, but it's relevant, is that when I would eat with my parents, right, we'd all sit down, and my mom, you know, she makes her, she's, she's a good cook. She makes food. And the custom, I guess it's an older custom, but um, serves all the food. We eat it, and basically, like, if there's, like, even a morsel of food left on my plate, my parents will both like be like, you gotta finish what's on your plate. Like even if it's like one morsel of rice, one grain of rice, they'll be like, you gotta finish this. And then my, I used to for months just like, I went through this whole phase where I'd be like, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's just a grain of rice. And so you can see where I'm getting my arguments from because 
I came up with all these arguments when they kept harping about like a spoonful of food left on the plate at the end, you know? And then there was the argument of like, well, you know, like if you're full, that's fine. You don't have to eat it because it'll kind of go to waste in your stomach. If you eat too much, the food becomes sort of like a poison in your stomach. And so that was a conversation we would have. And I would get kind of, I used to get irritated about the food on the plate thing because I guess when they grew up, that was like a really important thing. Like, don't waste food. Like, you know, eat everything. Eat every single bite on your plate. And it doesn't matter how much you eat, but you finish all of it. Like, you can eat 20 tons. Like, if we serve you 20 tons, you finish the 20 tons. And that's it. But anyway, so that part I kind of got over at some point. I'm like, you know, whatever is, if I don't feel like finishing eating everything on the plate, that's all right. But the funny thing is when I cooked at home myself, and if there was meat on that plate, I felt like I had to eat all of it. Like I felt really bad about throwing away meat. So it's weird. The mind is, I don't understand it. But um, but vegetables somehow I was like, ah, that's all right. But with meat, I was like, but it's, it's, it's meat, you know, I shouldn't throw that away. And I cooked it. It's like delicious. Anyway, so sorry if you guys are vegetarian. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and the second thing I wanted to add, the real thing I wanted to add was this experience I've had since I've growing up about as a Hindu, growing up as a Hindu person, um, we do a lot of offerings, like fire offerings. And um, they're, very, they're highly symbolic. And at the same time, sometimes people think they're wasteful because like one certain festivals, certain ceremonies like the idea is like they'll take like gallons and gallons of milk and they'll pour it on the the thing, you know, the 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 deity basically that symbolizes God or Shiva, you know, and you pour all this milk on it. And so people get gallons and gallons of milk and it's pour it and pour it and pour it. And and there's the interpretation, the spiritual interpretation that I was given by my 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 spiritual guru was that the reason you do this is you're you're basically symbolically offering the best things that you have to God to show what the Lord deserves. He deserves the best things or she deserves the best things. So you give the best things. So you give the best milk. You give your best sweets. And people will spend days making these sweets. They'll spend days making the food that they're going to offer. They spend days bringing the milk over. You know, I mean, it's a lot of work for these festivals. And the villages and people will just, you know, tons and tons of this food will be, some of it is given and then people eat it. So it's not like you just throw it all out. A lot of it is like, you know, presented to the deity. And then later on, it's given uh, as like sort of sanctified food for everybody. And everybody enjoys eating it. And that's a lot of fun. But the milk, that just goes, you know. And so my dad, you know, he got all angry at his temple because he was like, you know, we should create a receptacle for this milk because it's going all to waste. And we're going to create this receptacle. And he's having all these arguments about saving the milk that they're using as part of their offering. And I'm like, they're not going to listen to you. I tell my dad, you know, and then I backed off. I'm like, do whatever you want. It's all good. Like, if you need to fight for saving the milk, fine make something out of it, whatever. That's your battle to fight. I'm staying out of it. But it's interesting because we do put a lot of food and effort and things like that into these pujas that we do as Hindus. And so 
I personally feel like there's something liberating about the idea of spending all this time making something that's valuable and then just offering it and then just giving it as an offering to God and then as an offering to all the people who came to the ceremony. And I think it's beautiful. I love it. And I think the idea that we have to hoard on to things is like a, a way for us to stop from giving. Because if we feel comfortable giving to God and we really do the act of preparing and working and making the items and buying all the items and then presenting it and giving it away, doing that process year after year, now you're like more conditioned. It's a habit. It's like, you know what? I can give this stuff to you. I can just give it to you because I'm used to it. I'm conditioned to give it. I know that I can give things. But until you do that process of offering, offering, offering every year and make it a habit, you kind of hold on to it. You don't want to give anything to anybody. You want to, you're like, this is mine. I'm not going to let it go. So there's something about that. Anyway, um, Kareem, go ahead. Yeah. I just want to say real quick, <laughs> I'm not trying to stop you, but you brought something to my mind yeah, go for it. Yeah. that I read maybe more than 10 years ago. It was in a little prayer book, and it was a beautiful poetry type of prayer describing someone making pottery, beautiful, beautiful pottery, and it's saying that, and then it's like the pottery itself speaking the poem, being formed and everything, and then at the end it says, and if you, and if you wish, now that it's done, break me. And I'm like, what? You're putting all that beautiful time and forming and all that, and now you're saying break me? That that really hit me, and I know that it was a very deep spiritual teaching at the time, but I just, it just, it just, you know, startled me at first. But more and more with life, and I'm saying it's all about the process of total surrender is basically what it's about. But I'm going to actually look for that and read it again, and maybe I'll share it next time because I think I still have the little booklet. But that's what came to mind, you know, with us, whatever it is that we're doing, that it's not about us. It's about the one who is forming us and making us. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah thank you for reminding me. Oh, Bill, go ahead. And I'll uh, I'll go on what you've just said. Well, one thing comes to mind is uh, one man's waste is a, is another man's whatever value, I guess. Treasure. And uh, Penelope, you would know, like wonky vegetables. Like four, two years ago, all the wonky vegetables—the parsnips, the carrots, the potatoes, the odd-shaped stuff—would end up in a big pile in a farmer's field, and it would go into the waste bin. Do you know what they're doing now? They're making wonky vegetables like a premium carrot. You know, like a, a wonky vegetable costs more than a normal vegetable. So it's kind of like, I don't know, spirit converts, transforms, transcends stuff that is waste into what is purposeful. You know, like meaningless into meaning, purposeless into a point, insanity into sanity, uh negativity into a learning that type of thing so and then thank you 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 make sense buddy oh no thank you you're awesome i i got it i got an electrical problem i gotta answer this see you guys yeah thanks phil for that um yeah we get wonky vegetables over here and i buy the wonky wonky vegetables as well <laughs> <laughs> 
and they come in all beautiful shapes and sizes. <laughs> and there used to be a, a point, I don't know if it's the same in the States, where everything that was sold had to be a perfect shape and it met the EU regulations. It had to be a perfect shape and a perfect size and they weren't allowed to sell it in the supermarkets unless it fitted this. And gradually it's been changed because people were complaining about it, that so much food was being wasted. The farmers were having to waste so much food because the shapes were misshapen or they weren't big enough or the wrong shape. or And so that's what's happening now. Thanks, Phil, for that. No worry. And there's, there's, what, there's one... Uh... One subject that it goes along with time, which is energy. And, you know, going back to, I don't know if everybody's heard of Tesla, but Tesla cars, but this is a, um, a pioneer back in the 20s or the 30s where he invented or he found free energy. So, you know, we have this supposed um, finite amount of petroleum, oil, but there's this free energy that's been here for a long time. So maybe that'll come come into the world and everything will be fixed. Free spirit, you know. Some most people will tap into it eventually. I love that because the conversation we had in our class today, to me, what I was reinstalled with was the faith in the limitlessness of spirit and the planet and the world. Because if my mind stays open, um, doesn't mean, and the other thing Jennifer said that was extremely helpful was just how when we're motivated by anger or guilt or whatever the other emotions how we can instead be inspired. Like if I get an inspired idea, like I felt inspired, I think, to start composting, but and I think we've been talking about this composting idea, like how our bodies composted, and like even our experiences can be composted and transformed into something helpful. Like everything can take the full circle of life shape back to its, I guess, wholeness or whatever. Um, but she, it was really helpful for her to say, just to let your actions come from inspiration. Again, could come from spirit. So if we are inspired to do something planet saving or whatever, that we don't make it a fixed idea or an opinion or an attachment or create more separation from it. Um, that just really helped me sort out all this stuff because um, – I think everybody gets to do what they'd like. And then, um, but I noticed myself, I didn't want to get fixed into how things have to be or get all stressed out because I'm at a party and they're using paper plates. You know, I'm not going to take it home, but like I do take cups home from things. My husband knows now we're out at a social thing. And he's got a plastic cup. He's like, here, put it in your purse. I know you I know you want me to. Um, and he was so cute. At a party one time, he saw that it was all paper plates in the garbage. And he's like, you're not going to like it. But he, but it was actually lighthearted. It was just like, you're not going to want to go over there. <laughs> he's like, I'll take your plate. You're not going to want to see this. But he was, it was actually kind of 
sweet. And it wasn't. So anyway, that's just some sharing from, from our class today, things that I took away from this conversation. So very helpful, everybody. Anyone else want, want to add a final word or anything that if you didn't get to share or you want, you have something else? Okay. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for your contributions, your your willingness to keep this lighthearted. Because I remember when we did the writing, I was like, ouch, this feels a little, this isn't so fun to write this. Like, ugh. But um, you made good out of it. Lots of smiles. Good. Beautiful. Anyone feeling moved to pray us out to be our prayer leader? Yeah, Phil. Penelope's so cute. She can't stop laughing, smiling. <laughs> I don't know what she's thinking, but it's so cute. Do you want to go, Penelope? No. <laughs> okay. I'll do it slightly. No, Phil, I was shouting Phil. Were you really? Oh, no. I was rooting for you to pray. I must, I must, I must have uh, felt it then. Must have felt yeah. it. Thank you for saying yes. Okay. Thank you for uh, volunteering me. I'll, uh, if it's okay, I'll do it slightly different, if that's okay. Anyway, like. Anyway. Okay, so if you close your eyes, uh, fall into your heart, you know, in that deep space within, and just focus on something that you don't want at the moment. Whatever that uh, may be, it might be a feeling, it might be something in the uh, external world, it might, whatever it is, just focus on the I don't want and just notice where it is. And then just imagine from above you, there is a light, a loving, compassionate, <coughs> excuse me, a loving, compassionate light And it's beginning to find that space and that place where that I don't, I don't want resonates, where it is. And as it begins to settle on that place, see if you can put your attention on what you do want. Allow that compassion change, transform, turning that waste into something useful. What would I want? What could I want? What does that look like? And then see if you can move it into what do you need? And then what would you like? How would you like it to be? And allow that light to penetrate right deep into the center of your heart and into that don't want that's now changed into a need, a like. What's the deep desire of your heart? And what would that look like? 
and allow that to expand. Expand outside of you into the room in which you are in. Into the apartment, into the house in which you are. Into the community that surrounds you. Into the city. Into the country. Into the world. Into the universe. The deep desire of your heart. Spreading throughout the whole universe. What does that look like? Holy Spirit, I'm grateful for this time, this space, this technology that's allowed us to all share in the perfect way, wasting not and turning everything into a loving, jolly, jovial place where we can all share in relaxation and dedication. All this happens within us. It flows through us. We allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you. It's just something different. That was beautiful. I'm going to unmute everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Phil. Thank you, Angela, and everyone. Thank you all. Thank you. Bye, Bye. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.